it's okay to have an obsession. I dive into my craziest, imaginative and plain stupid obsessions. Mentally Obsessed is a podcast in which people can share and relate to obsessions anytime, anywhere. Obsessing over a game? I'll talk about it. Obsessed with World of Warcraft? Yeah, me too. Whenever the opportunity arises, I also interview celebrities or people of interest. So, what are you waiting for? Let your obsession reign free. And if you like what you hear, consider following and sharing with friends. Come nerd out with us too on Twitter at Mentally Obsess. As Dimitrescu has become a fan favourite, fans around the world are showing their appreciation for the family. I'm incredibly proud to be joined with the voice of Bella Dimitrescu, Becca Prewitt. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to be here as I cut you off as you began. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine, don't worry. So firstly, I'd like to play somewhat of an icebreaker with yourself to see who you'd slay, infect or befriend from uh, a list of characters I've got here. So yeah, the rules of the game are I'll give you a list of characters and ask who you've chosen and why. So which character would you slay? Infect or befriend Lady Dimitres. Oh, of course, befriend my mother. <laughs> I have no choice in that matter. <laughs> <laughs> um, would you slay, infect, or befriend Ethan Winters? Oh, of course, I want to slay Ethan. <laughs> I've been trying to slay him the whole game. <laughs> <laughs> Slight infect or befriend Mia Winters. Are these, is this, is this supposed to be like in my real life or as Bela? Like as so, Becca or as, or as Bela slaying? And, you, can, you can answer both. You can say, Ooh. oh, I, in, in my opinion, would, would say one for Bella and one for yourself. Okay, okay. So let me do Lady D then in real life. Oh, slay. <laughs> <laughs> but as Bela, yes, I would, of course, befriend. And uh, Ethan Winters, oh, yeah, I would totally befriend him in real life. Like, I would, like, help the dude out. I mean, my gosh, he's been through so much. Well, been through so much in this game. I mean, losing hands left and right, you know, like losing babies. It's, oh, so yeah, I'd befriend Ethan. But as Bela, or of course, slay him. <laughs> so would you slay in fact befriend Mia Winters I would hmm, if she is posing as mother as if mother Miranda is posing as her or if she's like in seven and completely like crazy <laughs> I would uh I would probably um have to slay her <laughs> but if she's like an eight and like at the end you know she's calm and cool and collected and you know like I would befriend her and try to help her and Rose but as Bela I would slay her all the way, the whole way through. <laughs> um, so next, slaying effect to befriend Daniela Dimitrescu. Oh, my sister, Bela, would um, absolutely try to befriend her, but she'd be so annoying with her as well. <laughs> she, she would want to slay her at times, but give in and befriend her. Um, and uh, as Becca... Yeah, I definitely slay that girl. <laughs> uh, would you slay infect to befriend Mother Miranda? Well, I'm going to take that back. I probably should infect uh, my sister, my you know Daniela, and try to get her like you know <laughs> to do what I want her to do. Mother Miranda, as Bela, um, well, she doesn't you know um, slay her. You know, she's subject to her. But I think maybe deep down she would wants to infect her. And uh, I think Becca definitely wants to slay her. Would you slay, infect, befriend um, Angie? 
Oh, Angie, that's all so creepy. <laughs> um, you know, but Bela would think she's kind of cool at the same time. So she might just infect her. Um, and uh, Becca's still going to slay. Becca slays. I would be, as myself, I'm slaying all kinds of people. <laughs> uh, lastly, um, we've got slay infected with friend Cassandra. I didn't interest. Oh, Cassandra. Well, I like her. So, you know, as, as a sister, of course, I'm going to befriend her. And um, as, as Becca, I'm going to still befriend her. Unless I can infect her with goodness, just like, you know, I'll infect them all with goodness <laughs> yeah. instead of like, you know, anything evil again. <laughs> yeah, just shrouded with love. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty much it for the icebreaker. Thank you so much for participating in that. It's so fun. It's so cute. What a good idea. Yes, I, I, I played it with Andy Norris uh, the, um, before and it went really well. So it's like, you know, I'm going to integrate it into my next interviews because why not? Well, I need to know, did Andy want to infect, slay or kill me or did you not bring up Bela? <laughs> uh, I, the list is a bit different uh, from the last one. Okay. <laughs> so um, I didn't list you in that one. Well, then I'll let we'll her see from the rest of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Get it the hook, the sight hook. <laughs> okay, I'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> so the first question I've got written down here is, were you ever prepared for the fandom and the popularity the characters brought to your life? No. <laughs> I mean, I, I've been wanting to get, okay, Reese, I've been wanting to get in Resident Evil for many, many years. And so, I, you know, I mean, obviously I was familiar with the game and I, you know, I, I knew it's a, it was a big deal. Literally, like when I, because I've been wanting this for a long time and I've had numerous like avails and callbacks and all that. And so for this one, you know, I auditioned for several roles and got called back for several roles. And, um, and when I actually booked it, like I literally fell to my knees with joy, like, thank you, God, and like teared up. And I was like, yes, yes, yes. I'm so excited. So I knew it was a big deal, but I had no idea how amazing the fan base was. Like, People have been so kind, so loving, so supportive, and they're just crazy about the Dimitrus and the entire Resident Evil Village game. And it is such a blessing. It is like it's been the biggest joy and the most awesome experience I think I've had as an actor. So no, I wasn't prepared, Reese, and I am so so thankful. And I'm just kind of dumbfounded and flabbergasted at just the most amazing fans on the planet. So before we started recording, you were talking about how everyone's trying to gain contact with you on social media and you just never have time to... Well, you, you, I wouldn't say I don't have time, but you, you've your notifications just that full <laughs> that yeah, you're unable to crazy. see. It's wonderful. I, okay, so initially, the first couple of weeks, I was trying to respond to every single person and then they just started, like, blowing up. I literally couldn't. Like, I still have to, like, do jobs and audition and pay rent and stuff. So, but I was like, I'm, like, it's getting frustrating because I'm like, I want to talk. I'm frustrating that I can't respond to everybody because I want to. Like, I love interacting with the fan base. I love my, my group. There are people who are huge fans of Bela because she's just, I, the character's cool. She's, like, beautiful, you know, face model and just a, fun voice and character to play and they but we they vein themselves Bela's little ones which I just think is so adorable and I love and I just want to talk to all of them all the time because they're so fun and great and all Resident Evil fans but I literally can't keep up with the messages and I don't think I see most of them like because there are so many and like if there's if there's 
downtime and sometime in the future, I'm going to do my best to like go through old messages and just try to respond because I love it. Like I love it, but I literally just can't get to it and, and still like respond to bills and paying them. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, but yeah, it's been such a pleasure. And like, if you're a, if you're a fan, you are loved by me. You're loved by all of us. And we're so grateful for you. Whoever's listening. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's, we appreciate that. And me as a fan too, like interacting with everyone on, on Twitter, it's, especially the cast is, is amazing. I love it. Yeah, it's a, it's a good group. <laughs> Did you ever study the backstory of the character to help in the acting process? As an actor, I always study backstory, but it wasn't given. <laughs> Like, like, okay, so you know about NDAs and non-disclosure agreements, but they were even NDA'd from us. So we knew next to nothing about our characters. Like when we first um, were auditioning, my original audition was for a witch. And I didn't even know that Bela didn't have a name and Bela didn't, wasn't even a vampire. Like we didn't even know any of that. And so literally like I, you can't study, like I study everything. Like I, I, if I don't have a backstory, I researched it to try to find it. But if they don't provide it, cause we didn't even get the scripts. Like we weren't even given um, scripts to see the whole, the whole game and see the whole storyline. So we didn't even know. In fact, some things we learned as we were doing the table read, Reese, it was incredible. We're in the table read and we all have manila envelopes and we only have our scenes. So Say I'm on page 35, 36, 37. I don't see page one through 34 or all the others. Like, so I have no idea. These people are reading and I'm like, I wonder who they are. Because we have no idea like who anybody is, what their character names are. We just have to be like, what page are we on? On page 17. Okay, I'm not yet. Like we have no idea what's going on. So we're listening and we're hearing dialogue but we don't know who the people are or who they're talking to. <laughs> so really it was impossible to research any kind of backstory. So what I do as an actor is I create it. Because um, even when the game came out, like I was learning things from the release of uh, when Capcom started doing um, releases of like the month in advance um, when they were doing information and releasing gameplay. Um, I was like learning things then after I'd already shot the thing, <laughs> like, oh, okay. You know, like I had no idea, none of us did. And so um, when I don't have information, I create it in my mind. Like I ask and if, you know, what they will tell me, I find out. And, um, and then if not, I create a backstory of my own, which may end up being completely wrong later. It turns out a lot of it was, but um, just so I have something to ground myself on as an actor. So I created like Bela's kind of storyline and I kind of organically acted off of just the words. Cause it's beautifully crafted. You know, the, it's, there's such meaty characters and I don't mean because they, you know, like meat and, you know, <laughs> men, flesh, men, blood or anything, but there's such strong women. And so those are, you know, my, my type, my love to play, you know, are strong, strong women. And, and so it just, it was fun to just um, delve right in, not knowing and just creating it as we kind of go along. Very nice. So is there any particular scene that you recorded that stood out to you that you can remember? Oh, definitely shooting um, with Todd. Um, he's great. He's just a great soul and really like him. And um, shooting the, um, the intro scene where we all kind of reveal ourselves 
as we as he comes into the castle and we all kind of we're all laughing and and then revealing us we're flies and we're kind of revealing ourselves so when i then walk up to you know to ethan winters or todd Soli, whoever you want to how you want to call it um and then you know smell his man blood and, and then dig my scythe into his leg um that was super fun <laughs> Um, I, I really, really enjoyed that. And, um, except for when I hit Todd with the scythe, <laughs> that wasn't as fun for Todd. Um, well, it wasn't fun for me either. Cause I felt really bad about it, but, um, the scythe was, he had numerous scythes and they were, you may have heard me talk about this before. We have numerous scythes and they were plastic and some of them were foam and they just, they were wobbly. And so eventually they gave me a, a plastic one and I kind of, I kind of nicked him a bit, but it was, it was plastic. It wasn't like <laughs> I injured him forever. That was super fun for me shooting that scene because apparently I like weapons. Um, but also, I, I really enjoyed um, the attack scene when I die. <laughs> like it's very sad, but um, also super fun to to go to the, those places, you know, um, to see, fill the window bust, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and then react to the window bust because like we're literally looking at a video. Like at that point when I did that scene because the. When I was doing with Todd, the man blood scene, we were all doing a performance capture. So we're all in our suits, you know, using instruments and, and together. But for the scene where the window shatters, you know, and I'm starting to, you know, I'm going crazy to kill him before I freeze to death. Um, that was all shot also with motion capture, but I was watching a video and like timing it out my dialogue with the video moving so the window like I would walk in and then like when certain things would happen I had to say certain lines like when the window would shatter I would react to a shot like a crack and so it was interesting to act while watching a video and staying Mm -hmm. in the moment (laughs) with it so those are probably my two most most fun there's a lot of like imagination um, Mm and you have to put in to um, acting and things it's so fun Absolutely. It's, it's very much playtime. Serious. <laughs> it's work because you don't want to mess up because there are a lot of important people watching you. <laughs> yeah. But it's also playtime because it's super fun to be able to go to those places, you know, that we used to only do as a kid. I really wish or hope Capcom have, like, recorded some of the behind the scenes. I put, like, together, like, a documentary because at the end of Game of Thrones, when that finished, they did, like, a 40 to 45 minute episode, or I think it was longer than that, but of behind the scenes of the more like planning and everything. I love that kind of stuff as well. Love watching yeah, that. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what characteristics of yourself did you bring to your character? That's a good question. Um, Cause I think every good, I mean, I think every actor should, and uh, you know, hopefully does bring a part of themselves to the role. Um, and that's what makes them unique and different from, you know, someone else playing the role, right? Cause we're bringing elements of our own humanity to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I think elements that I bring to, it, I feel like, I feel like I'm a strong woman but to ask people who know me to decide that, but I think I brought kind of my fierce, I feel like I'm a, I've been, okay. I had to ask friends cause I am not good at like describing myself. So you know how you get Reese, those, like, those questions are like, describe yourself when you do interviews or you're applying <laughs> yeah. for something and they're like, describe, do you have some bio and what are your attributes and what are your characteristics? And I'm like, I don't know. So I, <laughs> I go to my, I went to my friends in the past and said, okay, so I keep getting, you know, these interviews, these questions. Can you just write a list of what you think my characteristics, my attributes are? Mm-hmm. So fierce, fiery, passionate, feisty all come up. And I definitely, definitely think Bela Dimitrescu is fierce, fiery, fiery, you know, uh, passionate and, you know, and, you know, that kind of character. 
for sure. So hopefully I brought some of my fierceness to Bela and, um, and that's fun. And then I don't know, hopefully like some mystery, some kind mm -hmm. of coy playfulness. I hope that was innate in me, hopefully to her. I do not like sucking blood out of humans. So I did not bring that. <laughs> that was all Bela. <laughs> and I don't really like murdering people in real life. So that was all, yeah, that I had to, you know, add on. <laughs> Now, I've seen Ivy on your social media that you've done some cosplay, so how did you find that? That's funny. Okay, so I had never, ever crossed my mind to do cosplay, and I kept getting requests. And I was like, maybe I should do this because I really love the fans. Like, I love the fans. <laughs> like, I think they're the sweetest things on the planet, and they're coolest. They're just so cool. And, and I kept getting asked. I kept getting requested. People were writing me um, and asking for this. And I'm like, man, I... I if this means this much to them, I want to do it for them because they're like, they've been so good to me that I was like, okay, 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 let me, let me do this. Let me do this. So if they want this, I'm going to do this. So <laughs> I started like, I thought about it. Okay. So I started researching like, you know, Bela's black dress and, and the whole garb. It's expensive. The good ones, Reese, woo, they're expensive. Oh, yeah, and no, so, oh, right. And then the cheaper ones, just, they look kind of cheap. And I was like, let's be me. Like, let, let me do me. And so I'm like, what do I want to do? And I'm like, well, I'm modern day Bela. Let's let me, let me make this mine. Let me make this my version of Bela. And, um, instead of, you know, cause I've already been Bela. Right. So let me do my version of it. And so Becca's version. Right. And so I'm like, I'll make modern day Bela. And literally Reese, everything I had on was in my closet. <laughs> <laughs> like even the hooded uh jacket the, the jacket coat that goes to the floor the burgundy one and and the bralette top like the pants the boots everything I had in my closet um so I just kind of was like this could go with this and I could fit this with it and so except for the tattoo with I that I got from Aluna Creations online at Etsy I got mm -hmm. the uh, the Dimitrescu um, the signature tattoo from her. I did not have that in my closet, but um, yeah. So I just decided to to put it together, and then I thought, okay, I'll do a photo shoot of it so I can give it to the fans, and then um, and then I'm like, and they're like, sell these. And I'm like, okay. So I'm like, I'm selling them now. Streamily.com slash Becca Pruitt. I'm selling some Resident Evil Bela modern day Bela cosplay now. So it was super fun to do. And then I had my great, I had a, uh, my mod, he's moderator of, I got, he's like, Hey, do you want help with when you do your, your live streams? I'm like, uh, yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> and so Adrian Jordan did the photo shoot. He, um, he shot the pictures and I, I did hair and makeup and wardrobe and edited them together. And then we did a fun little video to kind of promote what we were going to be doing as a sneak peek. And he shot that as my cinematographer. So very grateful to his help. He's been instrumental. Um, and, and me, you know, pulling off, uh, getting the stuff out to the, to the fans, you know? Now that's your fierce and creative side. Oh, there we go. And, <laughs> and Bela has, has tenacity, right? She's a go-getter. She's a fighter. She doesn't give in easily. So I think I, I think I have that too. <laughs> Hopefully I brought that to her <laughs> or I tried. So if, if anyone who's listening, um, wants to get signed prints, uh, where do you have to go again? Do you want to mention that? Yes, yeah, thank you. It's Streamily, which is just like it sounds, S-T-R-E-A-M-I-L-Y dot com slash Becca, B-E-K-K-A, Pruitt, P-R-E-W-I-T-T. -T. 
and um, they're all available there. Um, for I mean, for a while, they're probably going to close shop eventually. But I'm also going to go to conventions, um, and I'll bring prints. And probably, actually, I'm working on new prints. Actually, right, Reese, you're the first one to find this out. Um, new prints that I will be developing just for the, the the cons. So I have my first con in August in Pasadena, California. Um, it's Midsummer Scream, and um, I'll be there. Um, with the new prints, three new prints that haven't been released yet that I'm excited about. Oh, very exciting. I wish I could come. I'd literally oh, go out, fly out, please. yeah, and see yes, you all. Yes. Maybe <laughs> at some point we'll do another one and you can come. Or you're, I'd love to come to you. Heck. Yes. <laughs> take me there. Take me there. <laughs> I need to get onto the comic cons to suggest everyone. You need to invite all these. <laughs> yes, yes, please tell them to bring us in. We would love to come. I because uh, a lot of us are represented by the same personal appearance agent and it's vertical talent. And, uh, oh, Brian runs it and he's amazing. And so a bunch of us could be all picked up in one fell swoop, just contact vertical talent or us and we'll direct you how to talk to him and we'll all come out. <laughs> we would love it. Yes. Oh, yes. Reese, I thought of something else I brought to char- the character, my temper. <laughs> Bela's like, ugh. You know, I'm like, that naturally comes out of me, you know, but I don't actually do it in public. <laughs> but sometimes behind closed doors, I'm like, Ugh. it's that, you know, Irish Scottish part of me, you know, that comes out, it gets a little fiery. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> but I control it, you know, with humanity. I just imbibe it. I'm like, oh my gosh. <laughs> don't we all, don't we all. <laughs> right? <laughs> so next question is, if you could write or reprise your role in an upcoming DLC or even a spin-off film TV show, learning a bit more about House Dimitrescu, would you want to give your input and would you act in it? Yes. And yes, (laughs) Um, absolutely. I would love to give input if they, if they wanted it, but I had to say that Capcom are kind of brilliant. I mean, they, um, they crafted both storyline, backstory, aesthetics. I mean, the game is gorgeous right the colorization every illustrations the i mean they should say the animation everything is so so gorgeous i'm not sure they'd want my input but i would be happy <laughs> to give it because <laughs> i've already like cracked all these things in my head of what you know i would have liked you know like i didn't know about you know backstory of a bailout that i told you i already crafted so i have all these random ideas but i'd be happy to talk about it but i would just love to be in it yes absolutely i would love to reprise my role as Bela. she has a very fun place in my heart and um <laughs> I would love, love, love to be a part of whether it's a spinoff, DLC, um, you know, I mean, it, I, I'm like, we talked about doing a prequel, like people, just people in the, in the chats, you know, like prequel, prequel, I'm like, yes, let's do a prequel or let's, let's bring them back to life. Maybe the bugs lived and they can reform again <laughs> through the cold. <laughs> Have you um, ever seen or heard of any fan theories or anything like that? A fan uh, about about the game itself or just, I mean, there's so many different like story, you know, like before information came out about, you know, Mother Miranda and her and her, her backstory of trying to, you know, regain her daughter again, who died, like yeah. all kinds of, you know, fiction and stuff, you know, was coming out because we had no idea, you know? So yeah, random thing. Wait, you heard some good stuff, Reese? You want to share it with me? <laughs> no, no, I have not. That's why I was asking you. I gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, just, <laughs> I think everyone has like, you know, some stories or some wishes they want to see or that they've heard but yeah nothing nothing official Ooh, i'll have to have a look um 
see if there's any interesting fan theories out there or anything like that. Yeah, I'd, lo- I'd love to know. Let me know. <laughs> I know some people are, are mentioned to me they were going to write some things, and I go, let's see it. That's awesome. So uh, next question is, um, I have been asking this to quite a few people now, and it's what is a question that you want to be asked that no interviewer has asked before? Oh, Wow. Way to stump me, Reese. Okay, what question <laughs> would I want to be asked? Huh. I mean, wow, there are probably so many. I guess maybe why I do what I do. Maybe that could be. I mean, there are probably a million questions I could say I've not been asked. <laughs> a million and a half. But maybe, maybe why why I do it. Maybe why I act. Maybe. Just a sure. Do can you answer, answer that, that? Yes. Can you answer that <laughs> question? Um I it's, I mean, obviously I love performance, but it's not just about that because, okay, so if I'm talking to you, Reese, right now, or if I'm talking to some of the fans or any people listening to the podcast, they hear what I'm saying. If I'm talking to a friend or a family member, they can hear me as Becca. But mm-hmm. we as humans love story. We are inspired by it. We are motivated by it. We are moved emotionally, physically by it. And I think it's, the best way to reach another soul, to reach a person, to connect with a person. And so my mere words, what I would say to you, like I said, you or the fans or, or whoever's listening to this podcast or a friend or a family member, um, is important, but it doesn't sometimes have the power of story behind it. So when we watch a TV show, a film, or listening to music, because music is all about story as well, we're emotionally connecting oftentimes to the content. And so for me, acting is a way to connect with someone on a powerful level that maybe my mere words could not. But when they see it all pieced together with these beautiful aesthetics and these wonderful writing, it connects with them. It moves them emotionally, spiritually. It it challenges people. It makes them think about things a different way. It makes them laugh, makes them cry, makes them want to change, makes them want to think through things, maybe. It just makes them feel alive and makes them oftentimes um, think, you know, um, go deeper into who they are and, you know, like what what life is about, who God is, you know, all these different things. And um, so it's just a way to, to connect with people um, through, I think, the most powerful mediums, which, is, which are art. I think art um, and story are the most powerful and again, with us music or acting with TV and film um, and voiceover and video games, those are all beautiful stories that compel humans. And um, yeah, it's just a way to reach people on a deeper level. I absolutely love that answer. That's a very good answer. Thank you. <laughs> Have you ever had like a really good dream that you've woken up next day and like, wow, that was adventurous or <laughs> it was, was like, oh, it's just amazing. And I'm like, I want to, I can't wait to go back to bed. <laughs> My voice just cracked me. <laughs> you were, because you were excited about your dream, right? You're like, yes. oh, I remember that dream. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, I, I sometimes remember my dreams. I often fight to remember them, but I remember, like, it's because I, I don't know, I think because I don't get enough sleep. <laughs> but uh, I remember one that I was flying in. And I don't think I have flying dreams that often, but I do remember one that I was flying in and I was, it was such like an awe inspired moment that I was like, yeah, I want to do that again. Like, how do I get to that place again? Because (laughs) soaring in your own power, not on a plane and like just feeling the wind rush your face. 
um, just run all over your body as you're flying through the sky with clouds all around. And, you know, that, that was like, and then seeing below, like, and I wasn't like, like speed, speed flying. I'm like, zoom, you know, I was like literally like kind of coasting through the air, yeah. you know? And I'm like, that's so cool. I have no idea how I did that dream. And I would love to have that again. <laughs> Cause it was like a moment of peace. And I think <sighs> peace and can be hard to come by when we're busy, busy, busy. And so, and we put ourselves into the busy rat race of life, you know, like a lot mm-hmm. of us and, you know, and so it's, it was, yeah, it was beautiful. And I would like to do that again. Did you have a dream race that you had, like that you woke up and you wanted to go back to? Um, I've had a couple. Um, however, I did have a nightmare the other, the other night and had to turn mm. my, uh, my night lights on. Because <laughs> it, it yes. scared Nightmare's me. Nightmare's not a good. It's, oh, was it bad? Uh, really bad? Yeah, it was, it was one of those, like, you know when you go into a room that's completely dark and you're trying to turn on a light, but it, they're not, the, the light's not working. Oh. So then I go to my technology, check it to see if my technology's working, completely dead. <laughs> oh, oh that's it was, creepy. It was horrible. It was absolutely that's horrible. super creepy. Oh, yeah, that's like the beginning of a, t- of a movie, you know? Yeah, it, it, fe- <laughs> yeah. it felt like it, yeah. And then someone puts on their night vision goggles and they can see you, but you can't see them. Oh, I don't, and this dream, get up, wake up, wake up, Reese. <laughs> I, I also love those dreams where I, I, I know it sounds like big headed of me, but I like those dreams where, where I'm a hero in it. <laughs> yes. No, that's, that's good. I, I don't think big headed. I think that sounds like somebody who wants to help other people. And that's beautiful. See, I didn't think of it like that. I thought of it like, oh, I'm big headed because I think, well, oh, I'm a hero in my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all want to be heroes in our dreams, right? Who doesn't want to be the good guy who helps other people? You know what I mean? And like, I mean, yeah, there, there can be notoriety in it, but it can also just be like, because there are those, those people who like never reveal their identities, you know? <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, so yeah, I think it's good. I think it says that you have, you're a man of character. That's what I think. Thank you. So... The next question is, if you could visit any Comic-Con in the world, where would you go and why? All of them. Um, I can't pick one. It's like picking between <laughs> your children, if I had children. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think I want to go. I love, 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 love travel. Love travel. So I would, I would really love to go to all of them, <laughs> like selfishly. I mean, San Diego is like the big one near me because I'm in Los Angeles, mm-hmm. um, as you know, but for people watching that are listening to the podcast, you may not. Um, so yeah, like obviously San Diego, I want to go to San Diego because it's like a hop, skip and a jump um, from me. And so, yeah, that'd be super, super exciting to go to. Um, but yeah, I would, I just, I, I love, um, you know, seeing the world and seeing different cultures and, and, I would just love to travel the whole world. But um, for Comic-Cons, like, yeah, take me to any of them. Fly me out. <laughs> Request yes. me. I'm there. Better <laughs> <laughs> get on it if you're listening and you, you manage that kind of stuff. You better get on it. Otherwise. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I think the fans should also suggest Comic-Cons too. Yeah, I think they need to because um, I think that's somebody said that's kind of how the interest that they get is how they decide a lot of times who they'll call in. And so if fans like contact, you know, like the information, you know, um, emails, email them and like call them and say, Hey, you know, like just Google them. Be like, Oh, Comic-Con San Diego, whatever. 
we, we want Bela Dimitrios Becca Pruitt, you know, like, or we want Resident Evil that's, Village, you know, cast. I mean, that's what they'll react to. And they'll be like, oh, oh, that my art. Cause they, then they're like motivated because they know people will be there who want to see those people. So yeah. So yeah, please feel free to request us. <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking um, about doing like a, a, a tour, not like an extensive tour. And I think that's a bit, ambitious of me right now but i'd love to like do like a stage um and interview someone live in front of a live audience i think that'd be cool i think that's awesome i mean that's adventurous and you should go for it <laughs> that's super fun and it shows you have a lot of tenacity and i think that'd be great sign me up if you come this way on your tour <laughs> i will definitely i'll be in touch with everyone <laughs> <laughs> So um, if you could go back in time to um, an era, what era would you go back to and why? Oh, back in time to an era. Mm. Oh, well, I'm watching Outlander right now. So the first thing that popped into my head, but then they, were, they were, had harsh lives. Um, okay, well, I'm part Irish and Scottish, and I'm also Cherokee. I'm a mix of things. But, um, yeah, so I started watching that show just because I was like, oh, Scotland. Cool. I had no idea it had a huge fan base. I had no idea it had like a million seasons or I think <laughs> seven or eight or something. I had, had, had did not realize any of this, but um, I just thought, oh, Scotland, I'm going to watch this. And um, I just selfishly, I love their, like the dresses and just the beauty and the ornateness of like the wardrobe. But man, I don't think so. I want to live in that time though, because everyone's killing each other. <laughs> I mean, not that they don't kill each other today, but it was a lot of yeah, a lot of fighting. I don't, I don't, I mean, that's, it's a very dramatic show. So maybe I shouldn't choose, you know, I don't know. Cause like we're blessed in the day and age we live in with technology, mm-hmm. but I kind of would like to get away from it sometimes <laughs> to be honest. I don't know if I want to say the 17 or 1800s, but may, may, yeah, we'll go with it for now. We'll go with it for now. 18. No, maybe let's do early 1900s, late 1800s. I don't know, something like that. But I don't know if I'd be able to survive. I'm not as tough, I'm not as, tough as these these strong powerhouse women who are like, you know, birthing babies and they're like slitting people's throats at the same time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But if you was to go back to that era, you'd be in like a protective bubble. <laughs> That's how you'd imagine it. I would like that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, the fun, there's fun of the adventure, but um, I don't want to die. <laughs> very quickly so hey hmm. <laughs> how about you where would you where what team period would you go to um good question um i am not sure but i, I would like to uh see what happened to the titanic now oh, wow. everyone's like oh it's an iceberg but i've heard so many theories that it wasn't an iceberg and i'm like i want to really? know the truth <laughs> i've not heard this okay Conspiracy theory interest right now. Okay. I'm curious now. No, no, Reese, if you hear more, if you ever find out more, you're going to have to email me because you have my email now. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely will. Definitely I'm intrigued. Will. So next question is, um, a fan is looking for advice in terms of showcasing their work to an agent. Could you tell them the do's and don'ts of how to approach an agent? Like an, an actor or um, a different type, of, different type of fan? You said a, a fan. Well, a fan who's an actor, who, 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 is, okay. who is aspiring to be an actor. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, honestly, I book 
about 90% of all my work without reps. I have reps, but <clears throat> you're your own best agent, really, a lot of the times. Um, so I would say hustle, 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 first of all, and um, get your training in. Now, you want a good rep. You do. But your representative often has hundreds of other actors. And so um, it's not like, you know, you're your own you, you're your own business manager, you're your own. Um, so you need to do all your due diligence. Um, you as in whoever's the actor is, I'm not saying you Reese, but <laughs> yeah, the actor, yeah. the actor we're talking about. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, I would say train, 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 train. Get your training. Do high school. If you're younger, do high school theater. If you're in college, do college theater. If you're, um, if you're you know, older than that, then do community theater. Take classes, go to workshops. But theater is an amazing training ground. So you wouldn't ask to like, you know, operate on somebody as a doctor unless you'd gone to med school, right? So do your due diligence by getting some experience under your belt. And then um, that way it makes you a stronger actor and makes you more confident as well. So I'd first say do training. And then once you have your, once you have some training, um, I would, you know, you want to do a lot of times you do indie projects, meaning independent projects that pay next to nothing and sometimes pay nothing to get experience, to start developing a demo reel, whether that's on camera, whether that's voiceover, um, you put in your due, you pay your dues basically, and you put in your hours and they say what, 10,000 hours before you're a pro. So you, you start putting those in. And then once you have, um, again, and let me stop and say this, everyone has a different story. This is a logical thing to do, like study, train, work on your craft. Like you don't become a professional anything unless you train for it. Yeah. Usually, but everyone has a different story. There are people who, I was just, you know, ordering fries at McDonald's and then somebody saw me and it was a huge director and they put me in their film and, and they're an overnight success. So that does happen. Absolutely. But until it does, um, work for it, you know? Um, uh, but everyone has a different path. There's no like one way to success. Some people are overnight successes. Some people were 10, 20, 30 years and are never seen by anyone. So mm -hmm. there's, everyone has a different story, but you can't go wrong by working hard at your craft. Um, you'll at least be better prepared at whatever phase of the game that you get your big break on. And if you're, you know, if you have that preparation under your belt, so I would say that first. And I'd say once you have um, that under your belt and you have a demo reel or you have um, a resume, you know, then you know, start submitting to agencies. You can email them um, sometimes. Sometimes you have to hard copy mail. Their websites will, will tell you what they prefer. And a lot of times they don't, most of the time they don't respond. <laughs> and you just got to keep on it and keep on it and keep working hard and keep doing what you know to do, which is being a good, healthy, grounded person taking care of yourself mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically, um, work on your craft, including your, you know, your, your, all of your craft. Like if you're not mentally stable, if you're not physically healthy, um, you know, you can't perform at anything at your best. So just trying to take care of your whole person and keep pursuing. I do, I book a lot of my work through what's called self submissions. I'm a member of certain websites, meaning I pay to be on these websites. And that's how I booked Resident Evil. Mm -hmm. Um, I had met the casting director years ago and I had, you know, gone in for her and I've gotten callbacks and for numerous times and been the top couple actors numerous times. And I just kept submitting to her 
and I submitted for um, Resident Evil Village and not knowing it was Resident Evil Village at the time, it was a code name and I uh, submitted, you know, online. I paid to be part of this website. I submitted my materials, which is my headshot, which are my headshot, resume, demo reels. And um, she's like, she called me on my cell. She's like, oh, Becca. I'm like, hey. Then she <laughs> texted me actually. And she's like, you want to come in for this? I'm like, yeah, I do. <laughs> I certainly do. But it took me, I've known her for what, nine, eight, nine years now before I got my break. And I've known her, I've been auditioning for that long. So it's, and that wasn't through an agent, and, but there's nothing wrong with agents, man. You get a good agent. That's amazing. Cause they can get you into those rooms faster and mm-hmm. they, um, it, you know, but it's, you need to have, you know, everything you can do to make yourself the best performer possible. And, um, cause they, they can't just make miracles happen as well. Like you need to do your part as well as an actor, not you, Reese, but you know, whoever's listening. So yeah, I would say prepare yourself, do the best you can. And, and, and if you, if you like to do something else more than acting, then do that, you know, cause it's a, it's a hard business, but if you won't be happy with anything else that you truly love performance, this is the only thing you're going to be happy at, then give it everything you've got. Well, I'm inspired. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I hope, hopefully I didn't discourage somebody too much, <laughs> but just, it's just reality. Like know what you're going to face, realize it's going to be a hard journey. Sometimes, sometimes again, you could be an overnight success, but oftentimes it's a hard journey and then just fight for it. You know? Precisely. You, you don't know what, what project is going to, you know, accelerate yet and <laughs> into, exactly. into the overnight success. Like, look at Timothy Charlemagne, for example, who did call me by your name and now, is like a well-known actor yeah and like it's really it's especially for for young people too like um at the time get into it at any age you want but for super young people like for actors who are over a certain age like um like 30 for example not they 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 have to there's a lot of great talent who are in their 30s and 40s and 50s but people who are like 12, 18, 16, younger people, it's easier for because agents will see you faster than they'll see an adult because they already have a ton of adults, but they keep mm-hmm. losing their kids because their kids keep getting older. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. like so if you're 12 and then you're 14 or 16, like it's, you look very different, you know? And so they have to constantly replenish that age bracket. So um, yeah, so the younger you are, it's probably, it's even, it's even easier. So yeah, so you never know what will happen, you know, just... Pray and jump. <laughs> yes, un- unless you're 31 and you look young. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like t- like Thomas uh, Sankster, for example, from The Maze Runner. You heard of Thomas Sankster? No. He's very British. <laughs> <laughs> well, I know there are a lot of people who are who are younger, uh, who play, who are older, who play younger. Like that's a, because it's, they don't have to, because um, with kids, with minors, they have to obey certain sagitations when it comes to, Mm-hmm. You know, only be on set a certain amount of time, only working a certain amount of time, having tutors on set. So whenever they can pl- find someone who's what's called 18 to play younger, um, who looks 18 or maybe, or who, you know, who looks younger than 18, like you could be 26 or 30, but if you, you know, still look like you can play a youth, then that's, you're a hot ticket. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, Thomas, for example, he's like yes, 31. He's, he's 31 years old and he still looks like he's, I, I even look older than him and I'm younger than him. <laughs> Hey, good for him. (laughs) He's found the fountain of youth. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. I was looking on the internet like, oh, I better get some moisturizers in. (laughs) Right, right. Some really expensive moisturizers. Some oils and some creams. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
<laughs> so last but not least, uh, your actor's CV said you did hosting. Did you tell me a bit more of that uh, about that? Sorry. Yeah. Um, so as an actor, okay. So actors have all kinds of of jobs, right? And I mm -hmm. learned long ago um, that I wanted to do things in the business because I I really love performance, and um, I'm like instead of. And there's nothing wrong with doing other jobs, like whatever that job may be, whether that's, you know, working at a restaurant is a very common thing that actors do, you know, they're, they're servers in restaurants and, um, and that's a, you know, it's good pay with tips and there's nothing wrong with doing any of those jobs. Personally, I decided to keep it in the business because I thought it was a wise move because I meet more people. Mm -hmm. For example, I do a bunch of things. Like I started out as a, let's say I've done everything from, I do voiceover, hosting, modeling, I do parts modeling, meaning, you know, hair and hands, um, uh, but hosting is uh, and then on camera. I do TV, film, um, as well as commercial. I do everything I can and hosting is one of them. And that's because when you're on set and you do well, mm -hmm. I always send thank yous, you know, like, thank you so much for having me. Like, if I, if I can get their information, sometimes it's top secret and they won't give you personal information, but if I can, I'll send a thank you, just even an email. Like I used to do way back in the day, I used to do cards, but now it's more email based because um, that's what everyone has. It's, you can't get the addresses anymore. Um, and follow up with like, oh, thank you so much. I'd love, you know, it was a wonderful experience. Hope to work with you in the future. And then right there is a link to my demo reels. Uh, you know, I, I often mention, like I also do X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. And so what I've noticed is if I'm, for example, I had a hand modeling job that they liked me on. And from that hand modeling job, I worked on it several days and um, they liked me. So one, the assistant director ended up hiring me to do um, basically the hosting of a web series. I was one of the main hosts for three years. And then another one of them hired me to do a TV commercial as their on-camera speaking actor. So that's from a hand modeling job. So I could have worked in a restaurant and I could make a big break that way. Everyone has a different story, but I choose to keep it, you know, um, in the business as much as possible. So hosting wise, I'd say I used to host um, an internationally syndicated music video show. That was my first foray into hosting. And honestly, it was, it was a better training ground than college. And I probably, you know, it's probably a poo-poo thing to say, but like it was mm -hmm. because I got to see myself every week on camera. It was on ABC um, and it was on, we, I was based in Cincinnati when we were shooting it. And it was in like the tri-state area of Ohio, Indiana, Kentucky, locally on ABC, but it was internationally syndicated to uh, cable, to Europe, Asia, Africa, everywhere, like in, on the planet, pretty much it was, um, you know, some um, simulcast there. So I got to see myself each week fail miserably <laughs> and do well, you know? So I would see the air checks every week and be like, ooh, and don't do that again. And oh, that worked, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and so um, it was a 30 minute music video show, you know? And um, so I hosted that for eight and a half years as one of their one of their main hosts. They had a girl and a guy and I was obviously the girl and um, the guy would rotate in and out and I eventually became the producer of the show for a while. And then I also ended up becoming their music, um, video show uh, interviewer. So I'd interview all the bands that came on the show and did that. And then um, because I had all that experience hosting, I'm like, this should be my side job as an actor. Like, you know, so when I left that show because I got older and I aged out, the demographic, I love the show. It's called The Zone and mm -hmm. I love the show, but like, it, you know, the audience at some point, you know, like it's, they changed it from like, I think it was originally like 18 to 25. And when I left it, it was like 12 to 14. I'm like, I'm out. <laughs> I'm way too wow. old to be your host. 
I removed myself and I produced the show and I did their music, um, your interviews for their musicians. Um, I'm like, no, you don't have to leave. I'm like, no, I should. Because if your demographic is 12 to 14, I'm way older than that. So I trained the new hosts and, um, and then, but I've done hosting for as a side job. Now I like, I do it every now and then still, but I've hosted for, um, everything from Bank of America, um, Lowman's is a fashion, a clothing store. It's a fashion um, clothing store. I would travel around to different TV stations and do live interviews and do live runway shows. And I was a runway actually model for an ad agency. And they ended up saying, Hey, we saw on your, on your resume that you do hosting. And so I sent them my, that. And so I ended up becoming, wow. um, cause I was a TJ Maxx, which is a, a fashion store here. I did runway modeling for them. And then they ended up seeing my work as a host and hiring me to do Lomans as the host. And so I travel around to different TV shows and do like live interviews and runway shows. And, but I've done everything from UGG. If you have buy a pair of UGG boots and you have tutorial on how to take care of your boots, you could see me, Toyota, Lexus. Like I've done, I've done a lot of hosting. It's a fun side job to, that I do every now and then um, to, you know, it's a way, great way to make money, meet people, stay in the business and be good to people and love on people and get to know more people. And, and um, so it's, it's a blessing. It's a blessing to have that on the side. Now, if you was training me <laughs> and you, you was just observing me, and my interview skills, what would you say? You can say whatever you want. I'll probably, I won't be offended. Please have well, a <laughs> I think, Reese, you already know I'm so impressed by you already. Like, you have such spunk to, like, I don't, podcast listeners, do you know this guy just contacted all of us, fought to find us, fought to find our contact information. So obviously he has great research skills and pursued all of us and basically has gotten a ton of the Resident Evil cast among other video games as well. Um, and so that shows your tenacity, your spunk. I mean, I worked for Fox. Oh, I just, I didn't mention that, did I? Yeah, I worked for Fox and I also worked as a DJ and a radio news anchor. Side note. Fun facts that Becca Pruitt has done in her life. But um, <laughs> so I know from my news experience, it takes tenacity, tenacity to do research. And as a producer, a news producer for a while, like there's a lot that requires of that. And so you already have that down. And I'm um, very impressed by that you were able to find us all. And then on top of that, podcast viewers or listeners, I should say, he does his such professionalism in his email, such it was beautifully crafted, well written. He has all of like you know his link to everything you might need, and like it's just it was so thorough and thorough and concise. I was very impressed by that. So that's obviously because a lot of times hosts have to have have to have their stuff together, meaning they have to be able to um, have the business side and not not just the fun on camera side. You know, um, they have to be able to handle, and that's true of an actor too. They have to be. A lot of times now, nowadays, they have to be a business person and not just, I would like just to have my auditions come to me and me do the jobs, but I have to like pursue and submit to auditions and, you know, and work hard to like, you know, my, all my materials and you have to do both ends and promote yourself and blah, blah, blah. So you have that together as well. But then your personality is so sweet and you're such a, a warm, gracious host um, you're eloquent and precise in your language. I, I think you're fantastic, Reese. So I, I would give you my two thumbs up. <laughs> and if you <laughs> want a little, little, you know, testimonial underneath like your name or something, when you submit to hosting jobs in the future, then let me, let me know. <laughs> I'll, I'll write up yeah. a little thing and you can put it on your little, your little CV. <laughs> yes. Um, you'll, you'll be, I'll ask you for a cover letter. <laughs> um, <laughs> not, not a cover, a reference. That's it. Not a cover yes, letter, a reference. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. That, that made my heart skip. Oh, <laughs> <Thank laughs> absolutely. You. 
And, so, and then even Andy said, because Andy's the one um, to say, oh, I just interviewed with Reese. He's so sweet. He's so great. You know, I'm like, that's awesome. I'm going to interview with him next. So it's like, yeah, people love you. Oh, thank you. And I, I really, I, I love it that like, I'll, I've, I've been in Andy's live streams um, a lot lately. She, she's like, hi, Reese. And I'm like, yay. I feel, I feel like a part <laughs> of the community. It's great. Yes. You are now. We've inducted you. Oh, and those, <laughs> I said Andy. I didn't mention who it was. Andy Norris, who plays Donna in Resident Evil. Sorry. I probably should have mentioned who Andy was when I said Andy's name. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the, uh, the episode with Andy Norris is out now. Um, this one will be released um, uh, August 10th. At 5 right, p.m. BST, okay. 9 a.m. PST, and 12 noon EST. I have to you know, convert the time zones. <laughs> nice, nicely done. I'll have to ask you that again because I didn't write it down and I'm not near my pen, a pen or a pencil. <laughs> so I'll be like, Tell no, me don't what worry, I, I, shall put, I shall put in the email if you'd like me to. Perfect. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, so that's um, pretty much all the questions that I have written down for this lovely, great interview. It's been amazing to speak to you, Becca. You've been Right. Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be on and talking to your viewers, your listeners, I should say. I keep saying viewers, so I have it. Um, your <laughs> listeners, and um, it's been an honor to talk to you. You're a sweetheart, and we're also happy to have you um, take the time to talk with us and to uh, put us on your show. So thank you. Becca, one last thing. Where can everyone find you? Okay, um, so I have... Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. So I would recommend probably the Twitter and the Instagram. And um, I don't have an original name. I just have Becca Pruitt. <laughs> so I'm really easy to find. So at, you know, little at sign Becca Pruitt, and that's B-E-K-K-A-P as in poll, R-E-W-I-T-T, Becca Pruitt. And you can find me at that handle on all the social medias. Yes, and you can find me at I am Reese Smart. And you can also follow the podcast at Mentally Obsessed Too. Come and nerd out with us. I absolutely love um, interaction and interacting with other people. And so, let us know how you, how how I've done, <laughs> like how my interview skills are. Skills are. And um, you can catch um, Becca as uh, Bella Dimitrescu from Resident Evil Village. Available now wherever. That, that, there's so many platforms you can get Resident Evil Village on. <laughs> Which is so lovely. They, they did that on purpose, I'm sure. Oh, and I forgot to say, I also have YouTube and Streamily. YouTube is I have a YouTube channel. And then Streamily.com slash Becca Pruitt. Yes, I shall put all of her uh, socials in the description box of the podcast platform. So yes, go and um, send her, send um, Becca your love, et cetera, et cetera. Thank you so much for listening, guys. Have a lovely day, evening, wherever you are in the world. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Mwah. <laughs>
And so I was like, of course, I'm going to watch and support my friend on the show. I'm joined here by the voice of uh, Evelyn from Resident Evil 7, Biohazard, and Angie the Doll from Resident Evil Village. So um, how do you relate to Angie and even, or even Evelyn? How do I relate to them? Yeah. Hmm. Well, I find it best to... I mean, you have to bring so much of yourself to any character, especially a villain, um, only because nobody's actually a villain in their own story, right? We all think we're the hero uh, regardless. So, and that that's true of all humans, I suppose. Hello, Michelle Lukes. Thank you so much for joining me again. Welcome back to the show. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me again. Um, <laughs> I'm glad I'm still invited back after the last time. Oh, you're always welcome <laughs> back, regardless. You. How is it like holding it in, like not, like not being able to, you know, shout out to the world that you're on Resident Evil? In some ways, you just get so used to not talking about it. But in other ways, it's like you're always worried you're going to fuck up because it's it has to be it has to be strictly enforced, and so you get to a point where you're like almost scared to say anything at all because you don't want to get into trouble. So if you could go back in time, what era would you go back to? Or if you want to go forward as well? I would go back. I would definitely go back um, probably like the 1920s. I've always, uh, there's something about like 